Nation, get ready for Cardinals Eagles Sunday at State Farm Stadium. The last undefeated team in the NFL coming to town and here to give us a look at that undefeated team, the Philadelphia Eagles from WIP Radio in Philadelphia. John Marks joins us here on uh, Bickley and Murata mornings. John, how are you, man? What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Um, we've been talking a lot about the Eagles and, you know, 4-0. and it, it looks great in this age and season of parody right now. How good, in your mind, are the Philadelphia Eagles, actually? Well, I mean, if you look at if you look at their four wins, um, and they've all but kind of been in different fashions. Uh, they beat the Lions in, in what was a close game. Um, they beat the Vikings in what they probably made a closer game than what it should have been. The Commanders stink, and the Jags were actually uh, were pretty good last week. But, you know, there was so much rain and everything else, and there was a lot of fumbling and things like that. But with all that being said, um, I, I, I think the Eagles are real, and their roster is good. Good. And to me, it always came down to what can Jalen Hurts be? Is he going to take that next step? Now, last year, the Eagles won some games. They won nine games. They went to the playoffs. I think Hurts was impressive, but they ran the ball a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like most of the damage that Jalen Hurts did last year as a quarterback, he did with his legs. And it was a matter of can he do enough with his arm for the intangibles to matter, for the leadership to matter, for the legs to matter, for the athleticism to matter. And man, did he make a step this year in throwing the football. He has checked all the boxes that I was looking for. If it was up to me, guys, Russell Wilson would be here in Philadelphia, and that would have been a huge mistake based on what we saw so far from Denver. Lucky he didn't want to come here. Um, But it seemed like the Eagles were kind of iffy on Jalen Hurts, and they liked him, and they wanted him to be the guy. It just didn't seem like a lot of people thought he was the guy. He looks like he's the guy, and the Eagles look like a very strong contender after the first four weeks. The the people I talk to also say the thing about him is just his attitude and just how professional he is about improving and what a great leader he is. Talk intangibles with Jalen Hurts from what you can tell. Yeah, I, I have a, a friend who covers the SEC, uh, covered the SEC for a long time, and it was after I think the Monday night game against Minnesota he texted me and said that he hears uh, he hears Nick Saban every time Jalen Hurts talks and you really, really do. Uh, although he left Alabama and he went to Oklahoma because he wanted to play, he still very much is connected with Nick Saban. So when you talk about the intangibles, especially at the quarterback position, you don't want a guy that's going to get too, hard, too far ahead of himself. You don't want a guy that, that's going to be reading the press clippings and being like, wow, I really am the, I really am a great player, right? He's grounded. He's a hard worker. And I think more than anything, and, and it would actually be what we talk about with Kyler Murray out in Arizona, what we say here is that Murray's like a you know great talent, great arm, but do guys really want to play with him? Is he really a true leader? And uh, I mean, you guys know better than I do, but it was certainly one of the things that I would be worried about if I was a Cardinal fan. And Hurts is the anti of that, right? Like, he really really is. What we said in the offseason, what we said last year about Hurts was, if he could be a good enough quarterback throwing the football, the intangibles are going to, put a, are going to be what put him over the top to being a great player. But you've got to be able to play. You've got to be able to throw the football to make the intangibles matter. And he's throwing the ball really well this year. But as from a leadership standpoint, from a maturity standpoint, he's still only 23 or 24 years old. Um, he's grounded. He's focused. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. When they're they're winning these games and they're four and zero right now. He's not satisfied because they haven't been perfect, great games, which is which is key, which is key, especially from the quarterback position. So as long as he keeps throwing the ball the way that he's be throwing, he, he's been throwing it. These intangibles are going to matter. John Marks, WIP Radio, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, uh, a guy that uh, Cardinal fans are obviously familiar with, who's made a huge impact through four weeks on the Eagles' defense. Hassan Reddick 
had uh, two forced fumbles, uh, recovered a fumble last week, NFC Defensive Player of the Week in just his fourth game as an Eagle. How has Hassan uh, kind of uh, altered the, the Philadelphia defense so far, John? Yeah, as much as we want to talk about the quarterback and Jalen Hurts, and I'm, you know that, that's what we do. We talk quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, the Eagles' defense has really been the story, or the biggest story, or maybe the biggest reason why they are four and zero. And a big part of that is Hassan Reddick. When you look at the Eagles last year, they didn't have a great pass rush. Uh, their their best defensive players are, are older or on their last couple years or last year. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, um, and they desperately needed a pass rush, and that's what they've gotten from Hassan Reddick. Not only just the pass rush, last week he had two forced fumbles mm-hmm. uh, in addition to his sacks. So, in, in the NFL, when you're looking at the defense, the most important players are edge rushers and cornerbacks, and the Eagles with Darius Slay and James Bradbury, and they got Bradbury after the Giants had to cut him because of a cost-cutting move. Um, and they added Reddick, and they have some other guys that they've added on one-year contracts, but Reddick has been probably their best natural pass rusher they've had in quite some time if he can stay healthy and he can keep it up as much as we talk about Jalen Hurts this defense is really really good and it's one of the reasons why a lot of people are thinking the Eagles might be the team that gets the most wins in the NFC this year yeah it's really a shame the Cardinals can't ever draft a guy like Hassan Reddick oh wait wait scratch <laughs> that take four years scratch, to figure yeah, out how to use scratch him. that all right let me ask you about the the overconfidence issue because you know I got some Philly friends and they're feeling this team um Jalen Hurts had to kind of gently chide the media the other day that, hey, you're not even asking us anything about the Cardinals. What, yeah. what about that? Tell me about the, what you think the mindset of this team is. Are, are they, are they uh, bulletproof to overlooking an opponent this early? Yeah, yeah. I, I hope the team's not acting like the fans, guys, because the fans right now are, are not nauseating, but we're getting there as far as how good we think this team is. We took a call yesterday. Uh, my, my co-host, Ike Reese, who's a former Eagle, um, former Falcon, former Pro Bowler, he had just said that by the end of the season, you know, when you're going to be facing Tampa and Green Bay and the playoffs veteran teams, that's something you should worry about. And the caller's like, what do you mean? They should be scared of us. What are you talking about, Ike? So fans are overconfident through four weeks. But the team, more importantly, uh, the Eagles haven't won in Arizona since 2001. They're 0 for their last six. So that's through different quarterbacks, different coaches, different rosters, different regimes, right? So there seems to be a reason why flying from Philly to Arizona is... It, it, it's a problem, right? I mean, I remember I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and for whatever reason, the Phoenix Cardinals were never good, but they could always beat Buddy Ryan and Rich Kotite and those Eagles teams. Um, so there is a weird thing about going from Philadelphia to Arizona, and for whatever reason, you just you don't play well out there. Um, as far as the team being overconfident, here's what I, here's what I would say. Here, here's how I would say, here's how I see Arizona winning the game this week. The Eagles have been good, but when they've scored offensively, they've scored like for a quarter, and then they haven't scored the rest of the game. If they do that again, and they give Kyler Murray a chance in the fourth quarter, for where Murray just goes and says, hey, listen, screw the offense. I'm just going to run around and make plays, and that's really where he's at his best. That's where the Eagles could really lose momentum, and that's where the Cardinals could pick up some late fourth quarter points, because the Eagles have left every team in the game this year. Minnesota was in the game. They didn't want to take advantage. The Jags were literally about to go in and score and take the lead, Uh and Trevor Lawrence 
Lawrence threw an interception. So I don't know if the team knows they're overconfident. You don't know what you don't know. They're feeling good about themselves at 4-0. There's the weird Arizona thing. But they've left almost every team in the game here. And if they keep doing it and they do it on the road to a quarter to a quarterback like Kyler Murray, it could be trouble. Here's the good news for the Eagles and their fans, though, John. Is uh, <laughs> It seems like the Cardinals haven't won in Arizona since 2001 either. They can't <laughs> win, they can't win right. at home. We don't know, man. We, we do not know what that's all about. It, it's it's one of many sources of contention yeah. with this head coach and this regime. They just cannot get yeah. a level of intensity for these home games, and it's it's brutal. Don't be surprised if you see members of the Cardinals burning sage before the game. That something, would work. something. <laughs> uh, wh- well, at least Kingsbury didn't just sign a five-year contract. Yeah, at least we got that going for us. Right? The, the at least isn't even yeah. dry yet. Yeah. Uh, one, one last question before we let you go. we got to check in on our old boss, Rod Lakin, who's now your boss. How is he yeah. acclimating to Philadelphia, John? Oh man, he's Mr. Philadelphia. Are you kidding me? He was up to he went to Penn State last weekend, which is like three hours from Philly. But he took the drive up in a hurricane and was drenched and soaked. Good. He's been to Phillies games. He's been the Eagles games. He went to Detroit for the uh, for the Eagles Detroit game up there. So wow, I don't know if his wife appreciates how much he's out and about. But yeah, oh man, he's Mr. Philadelphia. Has right he now. learned how to make scrapple yet? Tell him. Tell him to get back to me when he makes scrapple. I, I did. I did use a word on the air that he didn't like, and it caused the company wide email and saying that he doesn't he will not allow uh, uh, behavior like that so ah. yeah, I've gotten one of those <laughs> <laughs> John great to talk to you, to you. thanks for uh, spending some time with us today we appreciate it